Fang's True Blood podcast. This week we will be dis- uh, discussing Death Is Not The End, which is episode four of the seventh and final season. Wow. It's nearly halfway. Wow. <laughs> episode four. I uh, know. Uh, oh, we have, we have some listeners' comments. Okay, yeah. First up, we've got a comment from Alexandra uh, regarding our discussion about whether Bill and Eric would actually um, ever get it together. And... Uh, Apparently there's a there was an interview about Bill and Eric. Who's who's that with? Do we know? Who's that? Um, I can't remember, but I will put the link on our website. Um, and, and sadly, it won't happen because writers don't want it to happen. Ah, oh, what? So, <laughs> but, but but Eric and Jason happened. <laughs> Why not Bill and Eric? Yeah, nah. Surely the fans would prefer that. We don't need that. <laughs> and and also regarding last week's podcast, uh, we have a correction. So apologies, we made an error. Uh, we got an anonymous comment. Saying Sarah Newlin was in LA, not in India. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> thank you, thank you for your correction. <laughs> um, oh, we had another comment uh, this time from Diello uh, regarding our talk last week about whether um, a vampire can go into another vampire's house uh, without an invitation. And she said, I don't think Vamp to Vamp's house rule works if the house isn't in their name, so as long as Jason doesn't stick Violet on the deed. Oh, that makes sense. Because other vampires kind of suck his house, couldn't they? Once it's been bought by Eric. Yes, yes. So yeah. So thank you for yeah, clearing that thank up. Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, if you if you can contact us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, email, or at the website, and you can and su- sub- subscribe on iTunes. Yes. Okay. So. Uh... Oh yeah, it was an episode of comebacks, wasn't it? Yes. So first we had the comeback that we've all been waiting for. Uh, Suki calls Alcide super cool dad. Jackson yeah. to break the news that his boring son is dead. <laughs> oh, poor Elsie. Uh, so Jackson tells her he'll be there as soon as he can uh, to sort the shit out. So it's cool that the only remaining werewolf is the, the most awesome one. Yeah. Because he was always my favourite werewolf. <laughs> so I was slightly biased because he was in Terminator and Walk the Line and X Files and other cool stuff. So What do we think about um, what they show what happened to Luna's daughter? I was wondering that. Yeah, what's happening with them since the uh, the shit hit the fan? And what about the Were Panthers? Yeah, where's the Were Panthers? Come on, there's a whole I was gonna say tribe of them, but that's the wrong word, isn't it? There's, a whole there's like an incest family. Of baby ones now, <laughs> surely. Do you remember the last season of The Wire? Uh, slight slight spoilers here. No, oh. not really. Not really spoilers, but in the last season of The Wire, um, loads of minor characters would kind of pop up and get some closure. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Remember Andy's character? He had a son. Andy from True Blood was in season two of The Wire and his character's son kind of disappeared in season two. Yeah. And then in season five he popped up and it's like, oh, that's what happened to him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, oh yeah. And in case anyone was wondering, Robert Patrick doesn't usually have two different colour eyes. Um, He must be wearing a contact lens for this role. I don't remember him having one odd eye before in the show. This must be a new thing, unless we weren't looking that closely. No, I think we would have noticed it though, wouldn't we? It was quite obvious. He's got quite distinctive eyes, so when he had two different... When he had David Bowie eyes, it's like, what the juice? David Bowie! (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, so Jason and Hoyt. Um, The next comeback kid is Hoyt. Um, Jason phones him to break the news that his mum is dead. And Hoyt, of course, doesn't remember Jason after Jessica glamoured him to forget them both. Oh, Hoyt says he'll come back from the oil rig that he's living on in Antarctica. <laughs> that's, probably, that's probably pretty unwise, isn't it? Because That's probably the safest place in the, on the whole planet, isn't it, yep. to be? Couldn't his mum just wait until after all the danger has died down for him to come back? Because 
Now I'm worried that he's going to come back to Bontomp and just die. Yeah. Rather being safe on an oil rig. Do we think that if Hoyt does come back, do you think he's going to try and kill Violet? As revenge for killing his mum. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense for Hoyt to be the one to kill Violet. And do you think that that also means that there's not much chance of him reconciling, reconciling <laughs> his relationship with Jessica? Yeah, because, I don't know, I liked Hoyt and Jessica together, but... The fact that his mother's killed by the a vampire. Fact that it's, yeah, and he was kind of, had beef with her anyway about Jason, and he can't remember her. So, yeah, so I don't think that's going to happen. So, Jess, Jessica and Jason we're going for, was the, yeah. the pairing that works out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, okay, on to Suki and Holly. Hmm. Uh, Suki proves that her fairy powers do have some use, as she uses her telepathy to de-glamour Holly. Uh, Holly is traumatised at learning what she's been through over the last few days, but it gives Suki and the team enough information to deduce that it is in fact Fantasia, huh. where the vampires are holed up. Wow. They should have just facepalmed and said, oh yeah, Fantasia, of course, <laughs> why didn't we think of that? It's so obvious. Uh, Andy opts to stay out of the rescue mission, as he wants to spend some time spooning his girlfriend instead. Hmm. Uh, probably because he saw photos of the dead girl's family and realised that a wife and kids is now more important to him than his uh, career or heroism. Yeah, and and now they can get married. Oh, now we can have a lovely yeah. We should we should have some weddings in True Blood because we didn't really that would get have been nice. We didn't really get to see Arlene and Terry's wedding properly. We saw their wedding video later on, but we didn't see their actual wedding. So I'm need... surprised that when it went to six months later that they wasn't married. Yeah. Oh, but he'd had an affair and had four fairy babies, so maybe she was a bit oh, kind of dubious. I forgot this because <laughs> he cheated on her with a fairy. <laughs> So meanwhile, Suki uh, goes to visit Arlene's chi- uh, kids and gives them a little reassurance that although things might be really shit now, um, even worse than when their mum married a serial killer or when there was a fire demon after their stepdad. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's, uh, she reminds them that there's, there's a chance that their mum could get rescued but, uh, from the gang of deranged vampires. <laughs> uh, but not to get their hopes up too much. <laughs> she might die. She think Arlene's kids have like, grown up quite a lot. Yeah, her daughter was... And that's, both of them looked like ancient all of a sudden. Do you think it's nice that Suki gave it to them straight and, and didn't sort of give them any bullshit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Suki sometimes annoyed me, but she, she came across well in this scene, I think. Yeah. She was more endearing than usual. Good on you, Suki. Uh, so over to Eric and Pam, who yeah. are on a plane. Yeah. Uh, Pam is keen to fly straight to the city so they can find a cure for Eric and kill Sarah Newlin. Uh, but Eric wants to visit Willa, and, and probably Suki too, in Bon Tomp. Um, Pam is not impressed by Eric being noble and selfless, uh, but he infects a random blood donor lady with Hep V, so we know he hasn't turned into a total sap. <laughs> uh, who, who's the private jet? Is that their private jet? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're super rich still, do you think? Or? Yeah, I can't remember. Did like vampire assets get frozen in the last season when they started rounding up all the vampires? Is that things are cool for vampires now, yeah? Could, could, could they not just fly there in like a... I think Eric's a bit fucked, isn't he? Oh, is that, is that the reason? I think that's probably why. Oh, yeah, of course. And, he's lost oh, his, and yeah. that, that was probably a light, tight aeroplane, so yes. it didn't matter if it was daylight outside. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, so Pam is... Uh, she's not too fond of the town of Shreveport, <laughs> and she recalls how she and Eric ended up in such a shithole. Yes, it's flashback time. Yeah, so we travel back to 1986 again. Uh, shortly after Eric and Pam's capture in France. Uh, they even have the same clothes on, <laughs> so you don't get confused. But we get another flashback. Uh, sorry, we get another comeback. Yes. This time it's the Magister, a much-missed villain. 
The guy that plays the mayor, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's super creepy. <laughs> I bet he only ever plays really evil characters. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's good though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I, can't, I feel like we saw him in something where he was nice. Was it the thing with, what was the thing with the aeroplane that disappeared and there was loads of aliens that got cancelled after one? The ha- the Oh, yeah. Jesus, what was that called? The event? The event. The event, yeah. that was it. He was in the event, and I don't think he was evil in that. I think he was okay. But he looked evil. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good memory. Uh, so, yeah, the Magister takes Eric and Pam to Shreveport and informs them that their punishment is that they will be forced to run a video rental store. <laughs> it kind of makes sense as, as a punishment, because Eric and Pam hate to be bored, and they hate to be stuck in one place for a long time. Plus, the authority and monarchy can keep an eye on them, and the area gets a strong, ancient sheriff. Yeah, this made yeah because we never really find found out how Eric got the job of sheriff of Area Five, and it was and I miss the times when there was like kings and queen vampires and sheriffs and, and yeah. all that all that shenanigans. So it was nice to to get a, a shout out to those days. <laughs> and also, the video rental store is a good cover, I reckon, for vampire activity because uh, they'd have a constant a constant source of humans coming to them at all hours. Yeah. And the vampires can visit and ask for advice and stuff and rent a movie while they're there. So, yeah, it makes it's good sense as a cover. Yeah, that'll work out well for them, I think. Yes. <laughs> but they should. I was disappointed that they didn't mention Bill and Sophie Ann living in Louisiana at this time. It, was, it would have been cool if, if Sophie Ann and Bill had rocked yeah. up in 80s gear as well. Oh, that would have been that's awesome. That's just asking for too much awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so this was back to true blood. It's... It's funniest. Yes. Yeah. This was. I can. Yeah. There's some real laugh out loud moments in this entire flashback scene. Think classic moments. I liked it when the magister uh, threw Pam the keys, and she just she didn't even attempt to get them. <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. It's the Pam attitude. Yeah. <laughs> and then we move forward uh, ten years to 1996, uh, where the video store seems to be going pretty well. Yeah. Despite their lack of enthusiasm. And presumably they've. They'd have a business interest as well, wouldn't they? Yeah, because they're like super rich in the future, so um, they wouldn't have been able to afford all those houses and a private jet and, and, and Pam's wardrobe and shoes and stuff. <laughs> they must have some other kind of investments as a sideline. Oh, yeah, I think, I think we, we get another comeback. Another comeback! Come Ginger! Yes! And we learn that she wasn't always the screaming skivvy in PVC. She was once a, a smart, grungy college student with a, a keen interest in vampire mythology. <laughs> the, film, the films she mentioned were um, Fearless Vampire Killers, Pardon Me, um, Your Teeth Are In My Neck, um, from 1967. So. Uh, and David Cronenberg's Rabid from 1977, and also Kronos, yes. which is a film we spoke about on one of our previous vampire movie podcasts. Yes. We should do another vampire movie podcast, because they were I cool. so, yes. We should talk about... Fearless Vampire Killers, Pardon Me, Your Teeth Are In My Neck, and Rabid, because I don't think I've seen any of those. So we should check all them out. Yes, that's good. Thank you, True Bud, for recommending some good vampire cinema. Hey, do you think she seemed a bit transfixed when she sees Eric? Oh, I think a lot of ladies have that look on their faces when they see Skarsgård for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Pam and Eric recognised um, her potential as an ally, and they quickly recruit her. Yeah. And then we, so yeah, then we flash forward another 10 years to 2006, uh, which I believe is shortly before season one was set. Yeah. I, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, if you remember at the start of season one, Sookie tells Bill that there's a new vampire bar that's just opened in Shreveport. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this would make the timelines kind of match up. So yeah, so we get Ginger um, coming in with a more familiar goth image, and she's got Eric's iconic throne with her. Yay, the throne. 
Uh, she tells Pam, Eric Northman is nothing if he is not pure fucking sex on a throne. And she, yeah, and she proposes, very wisely, that they turn the video store into a vampire nightclub. Wow, that's a good idea, That's Ginger. a fucking great idea, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> I think Pam thinks that this is, idea is genius. Um, so genius that she glamours Ginger into thinking the idea was all Pam's. <laughs> oh. Oh, Pam, that was a bit unfair. <laughs> uh, yeah, some flashbacks, although we like flashbacks, but they don't always serve much purpose. Uh, like, I don't know, the Bill flashback with the family photograph, that was cool, but it didn't really tell us anything we didn't really know <laughs> but but this this time we learn how how ginger came to be over glamoured to the point of near insanity <laughs> by pam and eric and we learn how fantasia come to be in the first place which was nice yeah and she even came up with a name and everything didn't she? yeah the, it's yeah. all ginger's the brains behind the whole operation so um back to the present and pam and eric laugh at how pam duped uh, ginger eric tells pam that he'll uh, love her Always. Ah, oh, a touching Pam and Eric moment. Oh. Uh, so over to Sam and Jessica. Uh, Sam and Jason. Sam and Jason. Uh, Sam is understandably keen to attempt to rescue Mission straight away, uh, but Jason insists that they should go by night. Why? Why? I mean, surely they can just blow a hole in the ceiling and throw all the vampires in one go. I know. Yeah. Maybe they were worried that if they blew a hole in the ceiling, the vampires would retreat to the basement and. Uh, kill, just kill the humans there and then or keep use them as hostages or something so maybe that's the reasoning behind that uh, then we have a little a little sad moment when they they go to Rose's to inform her of Kevin's death oh, um, she's Kevin. initially wary of Sam um, but accepts his comforting hug I think I can't remember the exact line but there was a cool line from Jason here where he, he says something about oh, Kevin was a good guy but with a weird voice <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, Kevin's voice <laughs> Uh, so back to some vampires. Uh, Jessica and James are um, at Bill's house where they live. I, I, presumably James lives there as well. I don't know. Uh, James realises that Jessica is sick because, uh, as we thought, uh, it's because she hadn't eaten in months and months and months. Oh, do we think that Jessica is acting like a pe- petulant teenager? Yeah, it's great. Bill gave her like a dad talking to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go and get your dad. No, don't do that. It's like in a second. <laughs> Jessica, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Suki uh, offers her blood uh, but Jessica refuses to drink fairy blood in case she goes crazy and drains Suki because she tastes so fucking good <laughs> uh, so yeah so James uh, summons Lafayette who gives Jessica a pep talk and feeds her thus curing her affliction yay Jessica's okay and this shows as well also what a nice guy Lafayette truly is because we know he wants to he wants to get with James but he helps Jessica regardless because he's Aww. a selfless guy very nice. Which is good. So, meanwhile, uh, Bill drinks from Suki. What? Yeah, um, which seems to be another clue that they, they might end up together. I was wondering if the fairy blood kind of enhanced his strength later mm. on in the episode. It kind of seemed like he had... That he was a lot stronger than it should have been. Yeah, because obviously... Um, oh. When we get to that bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, shouldn't Suki have got a Hep V test first, or...? I mean, after she got covered in blood in the last episode. You'd so. think, wouldn't you? Maybe she's given Bill Hep V, and that's the kind of the big irony of, of this, that she'll, <laughs> wow. she'll fall for Bill over again, and then it'll turn out he's got Hep V, and it's, it's all her fault for being stupid. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, we have a, a listener's, another listener's comment uh, from Diallo again, uh, regarding the cure for Hep V. Uh, she says, my guess is that fairy blood is the cure, or part of the cure. Mm. Oh, that's a sound theory. 
Yeah, because there's not many fairies. There's like two fairies left now. Oh, and Suki's Suki's grand uh, fairy godmother, uh, fairy godfather, guy. Ah, yeah. What's his name? Ru Nile. Rukahau. <laughs> Rukahau. <laughs> so there's three. There's three fairies left. So. Have you got a theory? I I had an alternate theory, which is that um, maybe the blood of a of a of a living human relative would be part of the cure. Because I seem to remember in the books, Bill gets sick. Which is why they have to reveal to Andy that he's Bill's great 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 grandson. Ah, what's so you think Andy could? I was thinking, help Bill yeah. Somehow, I was thinking if Bill fed from Andy, maybe that would help him if mm. uh, if it came to that. So okay, so yeah, so meanwhile, Suki, uh, well, she kind of gathers the troops, really. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bill's found it hard to find any vampires willing to help them. It gives the townsfolk. Uh, given that, sorry, it's given that the townsfolk are no longer so keen to feed vampires in exchange for protection. Kind of understandable. Uh, yeah, as well as Bill, Jessica, Violet, and James. There's also James's drummer Keith and a red shirt whose name we've forgotten. Yeah, Mr. I think. Red shirt. I don't know what happened to him. Did he die? I have no idea. I think so. <laughs> they had to be one good vampire death, so they chose a random guy. <laughs> Uh, Jason gives them a speech, which kind of goes a bit awry when he uh, he proclaims that this battle is their Normandy. <laughs> uh, Bill explains, because uh, obviously Bill's super into history, uh, he explains that there were 200,000 Allied casualties at Normandy, and uh, and obviously they haven't got anywhere near enough red shirts to compete with that. <laughs> but luckily, Eric and Pam show up, and Bill looks very misty-eyed when he sees his buddy Eric as the Hep V. How long? <laughs> How long, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> Bill looked really gutty. Oh, he did. He looked very sad. He looked he looked as sad as Pam looked. <laughs> he did look sad. He did look very sad. Uh, it's nice that they're friends now, not enemies. I like that. Yay. Uh, Eric says to Bill, uh, Pam tells me you wrote a book in which you claim not to be an asshole anymore. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Eric have Bill on Google News Alert? Surely. <laughs> I use Google News Alerts for pretty much everything, so I'm amazed that Eric doesn't. <laughs> And then there was a, a kind of intense reunion between Suki and Eric. Oh, is this? I think this is kind of the, to keep the fans guessing a bit because we've had all these Bill Suki hints, and now Eric's back in the mix. Yeah. So there's kind of they got to keep the love triangle going. They've got to, yes. now Elsie's dead, and Sam's got a pregnant girlfriend. The real love triangle, which is those three. Yeah, yeah, we've got to go back to the season one love triangle, or season two, whenever the fuck it was. So it's not kind of clear who she could end up with. Yeah, this Eric's still... Eric. They could still find a cure for Eric. It could still could, happen. So it could be her blood. But he couldn't it could drink be. It, he couldn't drink it directly from her, because obviously the... Well, actually, this is, something that, this is something that a lot of fans have been saying on the internet, is that why, why don't they just... The vampires with Hep V, why don't they just, um, I don't know, have like little cups or something, or blood bags, or... Or, or transfusion? Mm. Why have they got to bite the, the humans and infect them? They could just... They could get another blood source. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> Why is no one making true blood anymore? It's Come ridiculous. On. They've got if they if they can hire a load of um it's the last season. Because it's the last season. I don't know, but if they can hire a load <laughs> of Yakuza assassin guys then Yeah, then they get some more science, scientists. Yeah, they can make some on. more they can make some more true blood. This is ridiculous. Anyway, Pam is obviously not shipping Suki and Eric because she says she's just like a fucking fungus that won't go away. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh yeah, and Eric summons Willa, who is pretty pissed off at being abandoned, uh, but helps them anyway, because he commands her. Uh, I'm confused here, because, and I think other people have said this as well, uh, didn't all the makers free their progenies in the last season, in the last episode? Um, 
I believe so. But Eric wasn't there, was he? He was. Oh. He was. He was on a. He was yeah. on a mountain sunbathing. You're naked. right. I think you're right. I think you could be right. Oh, and I think I forgot to mention. But doesn't Eric? Doesn't Pam ask Eric what he's been up to? And he says something about he was in Sweden and he started an avalanche. Avalanche, yes. So is that him? Is that was that him burying himself? Was that him telling us what happened after he got set on fire? Was that he freaked out and caused an avalanche? Yeah, I that think kind so. of. I think that's I the think, closest we're yeah. going to get to an explanation. <laughs> he buried himself so quickly into the snow that it caused the. They caused a, a avalanche. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, now, obviously, they didn't have the budget to show that. Yeah, that yeah. had been quite okay, expensive. That's fair enough, fair enough. So night falls, and at Fantasia, the humans and vampires put Sookie's infiltration plan into action. Uh, Pam reveals that there is a Civil War era secret tunnel at the back of the club. Ooh, convenient. I think we've seen this tunnel before, uh, kind of, maybe. But they can't go as a little description of it this time. Yes. Uh, Eric is too weak to punch a hole in the back wall of Fantasia, uh, so Bill does a Hulk smash move. <laughs> this, is what was, awesome. this is what I was saying about is Bill stronger? Yeah, is he stronger because he had the fairy blood? Because yeah. that was quite an intense. Because I'm sure. Oh, yeah, and also. Door demolition. Uh, oh, my mum. <laughs> I saw my mum and she's been watching True Blood as well, and she said, Where's Bill's superpowers gone? And I said, Mum, he lost the superpowers when they would drain his blood. Come on, keep up. So, yeah, so <laughs> possibly was the fairy blood. So possibly it was the fairy blood. Yeah, I don't remember Bill being able to smash through walls before. Not like that, no. No. So next up we have Rat Sam. He sneaks in to tell Arlene, Jane and Nicole that help is on its way. I kind of forgot here that Arlene didn't know that Sam was a shapeshifter. Yeah. You'd think, I, I forgot that. You'd think she'd be in on that <laughs> by this. Because they're quite close friends, aren't they? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so before things kick off, uh, Pam tells Bill... Uh, not to fuck things up by trying to be a hero because it, it ain't happening with Suki. <laughs> Is that wise advice? Do you think? Considering the, I don't know, considering the time of season one where Bill nearly killed himself by going out in the sun to try and rescue Suki. Yeah. From a, uh, what's his name? Rene. From Rene. Serial yes. Rene. Uh, who's now in Once Upon a Time. In which he's not a serial killer, he's a nice guy in Once Upon a Time. Who is in Once Upon a Time, do we know? Uh, he's, um,. Uh, he's Rumpelstiltskin's son, isn't he? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't remember I can't name, remember yeah. his character's name. We need to watch season three. He's not Pinocchio, is he? No, not Pinocchio. No, no. fuck, who is he? I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, so before the vampires get the chance to rescue all the human hostages, uh, Arlene is taken upstairs to be eaten oh, by no. the heavy vampires. Oh. <gasps> they picked our favourite of the three! Uh, so this, this means a quick change of plan. So Eric infiltrates the Hepfi gang. Who are transfixed by Suki and a magical fairy vagina. I like I like the way that um, Bill rolled his eyes when he realised Suki was in there. He's like, oh, fucking Suki. Why is she there? <laughs> Did you notice? Um, I didn't notice at first, but the second time I watched it, um, uh, all the other Hep V vampires, they look like they're in a much worse state than Eric. Yes. Uh, which suggests that maybe there's some hope for him. Maybe he's not beyond saving. Because they all like had veins going right up to their heads, whereas he's only got some Little nice... chest. Cute, Cute, sexy chest veins. Chest veins. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, so the rest of the gang turns up before the Cockney vampire and his gang devours Suki. Uh, were there more Hep V vampires than we thought? Yeah. It seemed like they killed loads in the previous episode and then all of a sudden there's like millions of them again. Maybe more showed up. Lots of uh, henchmen. Lots of henchmen, yeah. Lots of minions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> These were the vampires that were carrying machine guns in previous seasons. So, so yeah, so the Hep V vampires and the good vampires have an epic smackdown. 
um, which is nearly ruined when Vince and his gang of cronies turn up with some Molotov cocktails. Hey, we don't get enough vampire fire deaths. That was a, yeah, a nice touch. That was a nice touch. <laughs> uh, in the ensuing chaos, uh, Bill saves Eric's life. Yes. Uh, that's proving that he's not an asshole anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cheesy, but cool. Uh, then Bill headstabs Vince. Who, who's about to stake Jessica? Yay! I didn't think Vince would die that quickly. No, that's, that's, that's very quick. Oh, and Jason Rambo killed the Cockney vampire. Yes. Um, we found out his name is Ronnie, and yes. he's played by an American actor called Dusty Ingram. Oh, so well done, Dusty Ingram. Because so, yeah, uh, we're, we're totally wrong. Uh, we thought that you were a posh English actor. Yeah, that's feigning a Cockney accent. Yes, but uh, kudos uh, to to this guy because uh, we wouldn't have guessed he was American. No, so. Good on you. Well done for your Cockney accent. Nice one, Geezer. Nice one. <laughs> Up there, Bills and Pears. Oh, jeez. Uh, and then Kenya. Uh, Kenya gets her head bashed in uh, by a heavy vampire. Yes. And then I think Karen gets cut in half by a car door. Yeah. And um, Eric drains Rosie yeah. in the space for like two seconds. Um, that's what she's twice this scene to... Taking all the carnage. Yeah, because afterwards I was thinking, wait, who died? What happened? What? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so Arlene is at the point of death, but James's drummer Keith steps in to save her with his blood. (gasps) Um, As she drinks from him, she has a vision of Terry's ghost. Or is it just a V-induced hallucination? I wasn't sure, because we've had ghosts in True Blood before. Yeah. But we've also had Tara's mum seeing Tara, who obviously, obviously that was just a hallucination, so... I don't know, but it seemed like real Terry, didn't it? Isn't but also, Suki was able to see all of this due to her telepathy. So, does oh, yeah, if it was a hallucination, would she have been able to see it? Or I don't know. They have not established a, a canon for this <laughs> this scenario. Um, yeah, so it seemed like there was a bit of a sexual tension between uh, Keith and Arlene. She's obviously a bit transfixed by him now she's had his blood. But, unfortunately for him... She is now infected, ah. uh, as is Holly. Ah. Uh, so Keith won't be able to feed on Arlene. Ah. Oh, and something that fans have been asking is, uh, does the Hep V virus affect humans? And uh, no, it doesn't. They just become carriers who can then pass it on to vampires. Oh. So humans that have Hep V, it doesn't affect them. So Arlene's so in fine. That case, in that case, isn't it wise for the whole country or whatever to have? To be injected with a Hep V. If we wanted to take out the vampires. But we'd like the vampires. Oh, yeah, we do. But I'm thinking from a sort of... From the... the, the political the, stance. Yeah, from, from a, the vampire haters yeah. stance. No, but then the vampires go all fucked up and crazy. Oh. When the, and then die eventually. But then we don't know. We've not established how long that takes. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And then uh, as, at the close of the episode, Suki and Eric share a tender look. Oh. Is this a look of goodbye? Or a look of love? Or a look of, let's keep the fans guessing what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> By making sexual tension between the two of them. I don't know, or was it a look of... I, don't, I think it was a look of, from Suki's perspective, uh, I, I'd like to jump your bones, Eric, but now you're all infected and I don't think it's going to work. Yes. Plus, Elsie's just died. Yeah. Ah, fine, she's forgotten about that. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, so now that all the Hep V vampires terrorising Bontomp, and, all the, and the gang of vigilantes is all dead. What's going to happen in the final six episodes? Uh, what is going to happen? Uh, presumably it's, there's more of Hep V vampires out there than just this gang. There, maybe there's going to be some more of that. Or is some... there Yakuza out there? Oh, yeah. Yakuza assassins. Yeah, they, I'm sure they're going to show up. Sarah Newlin, she's still out there. Who's, where's the Yakuza assassins from? What are they? Well, uh, they're from the, the corporation that owns the True Blood factories. Oh, right. Uh, hmm. 
So, uh, yeah, so the general reaction to this episode uh, seems to be that uh, fans are hailing it as a return to form for True Blood. Yeah, it's definitely the best episode in a long time, isn't it? Yeah, def- absolutely. All killer, no filler. Yeah, return uh, for lots of characters we missed. Yep. And a little screen time given to characters we don't really give a fuck about. So. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, and there was, did you notice there were no gratuitous sex scenes? Which I think... I think the episodes with no sex scenes are better than the ones yeah. where they just throw it in for the sake of weirdness. <laughs> yeah. We like the weirdness, but we, we prefer the... We prefer when it's just fucking plot and... and yeah, and <laughs> deaths. <laughs> and there was lots of humour in this episode. Lots of death and lots of humour. That's what True Blood's about. And there was lots of epic flashbacks. Well, it's Oh, yeah. That was... Oh, yeah, we had everything. We had flashbacks. We had 86, 96 and 2006. We had a, a triple bill of flashbacks. <laughs> so, yeah, so good episode. So, roll on episode number five. Yep. Ah, uh, oh, we didn't do a music jingle again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Gradually. Oh, what a play. Ugly. Ready? Yep. Music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, music. Uh, we had uh, the song Number One Crush by 90s Scottish American rock band Garbage. Oh my god, I remember when this song came out in like 1997. <laughs> or whenever it was. I, I used to love that song. Uh, next up, Bella Lugosi's Dead. By Goth Legends Bauhaus. Oh my god, stop it, you're killing me! <laughs> this song, that's also in the, the David Bowie vampire film, uh, The Hunger. Do you remember? It starts with that song. Oh, it's amazing, <laughs> that film was awesome. I think you said that before. I, I saw Bauhaus, I said that before. You saw Bauhaus, yes. Oh, I wish wow. I'd seen Bauhaus. Eight years ago or something. And then we had uh, Phenomena by uh, American indie rock trio Yeah Yeah Yes, another band we really like. And then finally we had Death Is Not The End by... Legend Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, who needs no introduction. Yeah, and that was a fucking good week, wasn't it? That was, I think that was the best week for music in the history of True Blood. And the only week ever where I've known all the songs. Where we've known all the songs. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was the music. Now it's time for What the Fuck of the Week. What the fuck of the week is... Uh, Ginger is the real brains behind Fantasia. Yes. <laughs> Who would have guessed that? Round of applause for Ginger. Yeah. And, and it was very prescient of her, wasn't it, to close down the video rental store. Uh, yeah. When we all know what happened to Blockbuster. Yeah, and I, I miss Blockbuster. <laughs> we fucking miss Blockbuster. We, we miss... <laughs> video uh, rental stores. Oh. I miss it for the games, because games are expensive to buy. So if you can try one out for like a fiver for a week... Ah, a complete one in a, in a week. <coughs> ah, rest in peace, Blockbuster. We played Destiny. <laughs> oh yeah, oh my god. Sort of games, if you've got, if, if you've got some spare time, you want to get a pre-order in, get a Destiny. Oh Jesus, the, the Destiny beta is, is mind-blowing. Yeah. There's no vampires, but there's space. Yeah. And aliens and oh. guns. Oh, it's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, now it's time for our Line of the Week. Line of the week is... Look around. Breathe it in. 
this place smells like sperm and piss and bad hair dye. And it's all yours. <laughs> that was the, the Magister, of course. Yeah. And uh, oh, uh, speaking of the Magister, uh, I have a runner-up line. Uh, when Pam met him and she said, I'm sorry, did we fucking I blocked it out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's, some classic, there's lots of classic Pam one-liners. I always like the moment when uh, Eric apologised to Pam when they see the video store and he, he says, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good, that was, wasn't it? Good flashbacks. Ah. So, so yes, yeah, so that was line of the week. Next up is news. Okay, just uh, one bit of news for you this week. Uh, Deborah Ann Wall is set to star in the new Daredevil TV series that's coming to Netflix. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh, I've not seen the Daredevil film, nor have I read the comics, so oh, I don't know. We'll uh, give it a try, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently she's going to be playing uh, Karen Page, ah. uh, who is, uh, I heard, Daredevil's first love interest uh, from the Marvel Comics series. Um, Daredevil, in case you don't know, is a blind lawyer who fights crime using his radar powers. Whoa, he's blind and he's got superpowers. No, I'm I, don't, I don't know who's playing Daredevil, but all the news that I've read about it has been about Deborah Ann Wall, so obviously she's more famous than whoever's playing Daredevil. Was it, wasn't it um, Ben Affleck before? In the film. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, I didn't see. Did you see that? So I did. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> nah. but, um, I'm looking forward to him doing Batman. Not him doing Batman. Him being playing <laughs> Batman. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I am. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. <laughs> that was our, our lone bit of news. Uh, next up is some spoilers. So tune out now if you don't hear any spoilers about next week's episode. Okay, uh, next week's episode is going to be called Lost Cause. Mm. Intriguing. And uh, the synopsis says, uh, exhausted from her recent travels, Suki finds herself the unwilling host of a festive mainstreaming party in Bon Tomp. In search of an elusive as adversary, Eric and Pam head to Dallas and attend a gala fundraiser. Obviously that's Sarah Newlin, I suppose, that they're looking for. Yeah. Uh, Andy makes a life-changing decision. <gasps> wedding, wedding, wedding. Uh, Jessica and James reach a crossroads. And Bill loses himself in remembrance of human days. Oh, flashback! Wow, yeah, that sounds good. Looking forward to next week's one. Oh, there's a few casting calls. Uh, uh, there's going to be uh, a character called Minus, uh, who is a slave seen during a visual, uh, Civil War era flashback. Mm. Oh, so he's Bill's slave. Um, a young Republican hostess will also be seen in this episode. And uh, we'll be meeting Louis Bodehouse, who is presumably a relative of Jane Bodehouse, who didn't die. What the fuck? Yeah. That, was the what the, that was the real what the fuck of the week. Jane Bodehouse is still alive? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. So, you've got some links? Uh, yeah, I just put a link to the uh, the interview um, that Alexandra sent us the link to on Twitter. About Bill and Eric. About Bill and Eric. Not, not, not banging yeah. each other. Not banging each other. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it for this week. So, enjoy the episode. And... And uh, we'll see you with next week's podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now.